The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Lawrence Haramsa is the head of Africa trading at RMB. And when we talk about Africa trading, Lawrence Haramsa, what are we talking about exactly? Just explain what your job is um, so that we can get some context, I believe. Thank you, Bruce. It's nice to be here. Uh, so basically, what, what our business does is we facilitate investment into local currency assets in Africa. Uh, so we help navigate kind of the ins and outs of Africa trading and the regs and navigating the political landscape. And we basically advise clients on, on how to best execute the risk into the region. Um, so, I mean, as I, hypothetically, hypothetically, of course, um, what might what might happen is an MTN might come to you and say, uh, Lawrence, I need to get some money out of Nigeria. Um, please help me do that. Uh, and then they make it your problem to try and do what, what's uh, the seemingly impossible task of, of of repatriating funds, for example, that sort of thing? Exactly that sort of thing, yes. Um, so we will assist corporates and institutional investors um, navigate kind of what regulatory requirements there are, what documents will assist with executing the, the orders for them um, and, and help them get their cash out, as you say. So you've got a front row seat, therefore, to the capital markets of the African continent. You know exactly just how healthy or how weak or how vulnerable each one of these economies is. Indeed, Bruce. Uh, if there's one thing about um, Africa, is if, if, you, um, if, you get, if you have gotten your shoes dusty, as they say, um, <clears throat> you've definitely got a front row seat. I've traveled the continent extensively. I can tell you there's lots of dust on my shoes. Um, so I've been, been close to these markets for about 12 to 13 years now, traveling all over the place and, and really experiencing them firsthand. So it's been a fantastic journey. And, and definitely, as you say, um, I know what's happening kind of, well, I try to, to, to know what's happening in most of these markets. I mean, why is that important when you're sitting at, at a desk with a screen and a whole raft of numbers in front of you? Why is it important to have dusty shoes? I think the one thing with Africa is there's quite a bit of information asymmetry. I think it's not as developed and as, as uh, well um, publicized on, on mostly platforms as, as you would think. I think having that local connection, speaking to guys on the ground, having that network of, of guys that, that physically deal with the market at the cold face, as I say, on a daily basis is, is critical. I think um, it's very difficult to try and um, manage it from, a, from an ivory tower. It's, it's very important that, that also the guys on the ground know that you are there, kind of, they want to put a face to the name, they want to speak to someone that they, they've met, they've, they've had a lunch with. So it's very important building those networks and connections in Africa. It's, uh, it's, it's very much like South Africans. We like being social, and, and I think that, that's, that, that's the thing like the rest of Africa as well. You want to know who you're talking to and who you're dealing with, and you have to build trust. Um, whereas the developed markets, everything is on screens, everything is very much commoditized, um, and, and that's not the case here in Africa. Then uh, let's look at, I mean, where money has been and money has been flowing. Um, and it's fascinating to see that uh, the world seems very keen to lend money to Egypt. Um, and that is, it's, you know, it's top of the pops, despite the political uncertainty that we might perceive from here, investors are willing to, to risk capital there. 100% correct. I think when, when we look at Egypt as an investment destination or investment story over the last few years, 
I think in the last two, three, two to three years, it's just been a darling of, of emerging markets. Uh, it's, it's been a phenomenal dollar return. Uh, the local currency bonds have been the top trade by far in Africa. If you look at <clears throat> certainly since the 2016, I think we've seen quite a bit of um, money flow into the market. Um, so we've seen a lot of FX appreciation. We've also seen yield compression. Uh, so if you look at that in dollar terms, it's been it's just been one of the the, the best trades to be in in Africa. Um, so currently there's around twenty nine billion dollars of investment into that market. I think at, at at the onset of COVID that dropped quite significantly. And and sure. what was actually quite reassuring to investors is the way that the central bank dealt with it. I think there was uh, so sometimes in Africa you you got that concept of um, exiting through the keyhole, but that, that certainly wasn't the case. Investors managed to get out quite quickly um, into the COVID situation. Um, we saw quite a bit of pressure on the spot market, um, but I think the central bank, what they did well, is they gave them investors a pre-assurance that they've got significant reserves. Um, it is a stable destination. Yes, COVID hit everyone. I think they were very well prepared into COVID, uh, and, and as a result, the, the, the inflows have picked up quite significantly. Um, and in the last few weeks, obviously, as, as the global um, reflation story and, and U.S. Trade, treasuries have been at the forefront, we, we have seen a lot of pressure on the market. Um, I think a lot of the guys are invested in insuring the curve, so they've decided rather than pull their cash, they've practically edged through the non-deliverable market uh, in the forwards. So we don't see that as a market where people are mm. queuing to exit. I mean, we run the risk of getting uh, quite technical here, Lawrence, but clearly the Egyptians are doing something right. What can we as South Africa learn from them? I think what they've done well is they've, they've, they've really done a lot when it comes to pro-investment policy. Um, they've done a lot of um, infrastructure development. They've, they've really made it a focus and not, not a tagline. I think for them, it's, it's really been where their mouth is. Um, whether it comes to health policies, whether it comes to uh, building roads, infrastructure, they've, they've really given the economy tools to grow. Okay, that and that's important, and that's I mean we should absolutely be learning from them. On the opposite ends of the, of the of the spectrum, I mentioned them earlier, of course, but Nigeria. Um, has lost an enormous amount of credibility, so much so that you know, ShopRite is in the process of withdrawing from Nigeria. MTN is committed to staying because it's such a vast business that it's got in Nigeria. Um, but I mean, the great difficulty Nigeria has got from a credibility perspective. I think what we've seen really bent uh, the confidence and credibility has been uh, the FX liquidity situation. I think the convertibility story has been quite a challenge. Um, you touched on MTN earlier and, and getting money out. And I think the queue of, of dollar demand has just built up to a point where uh, we've, we've got a situation now back in almost back to 2015 when, when you hardly could get anything out. And, and I think we're in a situation now where the central bank has been supporting the market, um, but uh, I think the levels are not, not at the appropriate levels yet where investors feel they would want to inflow fresh um, money into the market so that supply-demand dynamic has, has, has shifted. Um, uh, what we've also seen is, I think, on the, on the asset side, the, the yields are trading at multi-year lows. Um, so it's very difficult to justify um, n- new flows into the market. So what, what investors have done 
when they have the chance is they, they rotate into these high-yield economies <laughs> that we touched on. I think Egypt, Ghana is another one. Um, but I think as much as the credibility is dented, it remains one of the biggest markets on the continent. So I think what, what we've seen certainly in the macro picture with, with oil price, uh, with the oil price really improving, it's something that's always going to be on the radar. An economy that size can't be ignored, um, but they certainly need to, to rethink a few policies and, and reset a few rates to get that right again. My thanks to Lawrence Harumsa this evening. Fascinating discussion. The head of Africa Trading at Rand Merchant Bank. Thank you for your insights this evening.